Hey there, guys, and welcome back to the All About the Charles podcast. It's great to have you here back for episode number two of the show. Now, this is an exciting weekend, mainly because I've decided that what I want to do for this weekend is really do one episode focusing on one aspect of Charles's career. And really what I'll be doing is I'll mostly just be giving a brief bio on Charles's karting history, F3, you know, through karting to F3, F2, up to Formula One, just to kind of like sum up where he currently is. And, you know, his basically his last, I would say maybe four or five years has been in Ferrari, just discussing that a little bit. And the second episode is going to focus on today's race for the Belgium Grand Prix. Now, as I mentioned in the first episode of the show, I have to be completely honest here and say that I am not 100% fluent or completely know the entire history of Charles's, you know, racing career from his early years in karting to Formula 3, Formula 2, Formula 1. As I mentioned, yeah, as I mentioned in the first episode, really when I first got into the sport, I really wasn't aware of Charles. And I think that everything that I've come to learn about him has been through, you know, watching him race and getting to learn a little bit about his past success, you know, from when he was in early years in karting to winning Formula 3, Formula 2, and now being a Ferrari driver. So with that said, what I'll probably do is I'll just give some pretty basic and general highlights, kind of like going really quickly through Charles's career. And just again, I think that there are some moments and I think this is another reason why I find particularly that Charles is once again the best driver and the guy that I strongly support within Formula One and the reason that I feel he's the best driver in the grid. And I think, you know, I think one of the, the first things that I want to start with is that you know, I think that some as someone who recently got into the sport and as someone that watches Formula One constantly, I know that this is probably one of the most expensive sports to get into. What I mean by this is that probably, you know, from very early years, you have to have a lot of money to go into the junior categories and then, you know, basically have a chance to actually go into Formula Three and up to Formula Two to actually have a career to be a Formula One driver. And I think that a big misconception that we sometimes have with the drivers in the grid is that, you know, most of them have had the means and the financial ability to pay themselves through Formula One, and that's the reason that they are now drivers. And while I can understand that, you know, as someone watching the sport from the outside, you know, we can have these misconceptions or judgments that, you know, because we see, you know, these 20 drivers on the grid, who are basically played, you know, millions or if not thousands of dollars to drive for these amazing teams. I think it's kind of like sometimes just natural or, or you know, unconscious that we make this assumption that a lot of them had the abilities and means to pay themselves through, you know, junior years in karting and reach the level of Formula One. And, you know, while this could be true for some drivers, it's also not. I think that, you know, some of the drivers that really come to mind to me of, you know, why they're really in Formula One out of pure talent is, you know, Lewis Hamilton, Esteban Ocon, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot more. I think those are the first ones that I can just really think of. But I think in the mix of that, there's also Charles. And so with that, um, you know, just kind of like basically going a little bit into his career, I, I, I really want to stress again that I'm not 100%, you know, fully aware or have the knowledge of Charles's history in karting. But I think from 
the small things that I've been able to research and learn about him, I know that, you know, Charles got into carding when he was really small, even though, you know, his parents wouldn't have been able to like fully finance his career in karting. The reason that Charles got a shot at a career in Formula One was through his childhood best friend and ultimately godfather, Jules Bianchi, who was an enormous influence on him and whose manager also decided to take a risk on Charles and ultimately helped Charles also reach the levels of Formula 3, GP3, and for and finally going into Formula 2. And so it was during these years, I would say also, you know, once Charles got into Formula 3 and Formula 2, when I feel like there's this hugely important part of his life that I think it's also the main reason that inspired me so much about him, you know, that really made me realize the, the quality of the driver he is, you know, just the amazing resilience he has, the amazing capabilities. And, you know, I think it was during the stages of like Formula 3 and Formula 2 that Charles lost not only, you know, his best friend and godfather, Jules Bianchi, but at the same time, you know, just I, th I think it's like a few weeks or months later, he also lost his dad. And I think that, you know, as as a driver, how you, how do you compartmentalize that? How do you, you know, deal with that and still have the mental resiliency and capability you know, to remain in this sport and remain so competitive in the sport and actually win the categories of Formula 3 and Formula 2, one, I think, really I th was another huge, big reason for me that I saw him and the amazing talent that he has, you know? I just couldn't believe, really, the mental resilience and the mental capabilities of someone who can lose two hugely influential important persons in her, in his life and still have that amazing strength that amazing drive to be a formula one you know for uh, just a just a driver within the ranks of formula one and i think this is definitely another one of the big reasons that for me when i was learning about charles when i first got to see the episode on charles i was like you know this kid has promise this guy has huge promise this guy has a, a huge amount of talent respect you know, just that mental capacity to really deal with his emotions and keep his head down, keep his coolness and still be the level of driver he is for me. It was really one of those moments that I was like, yes, like this, this is the, this is the guy that I will for sure support in this sport. And so I think just really thinking about, you know, the, the, the major achievement that Charles had, not only personally, but as a driver in being able to succeed in Formula 3 and Formula 2 with those challenges, I think really opened him up and, you know, made other people realize the kind of driver that he was. And so I think he was able to actually debut and really join the the ranks of Formula 1 by joining Sauber or the Alfa Romeo team in 2019, or I think it's 2017, or yeah, I think it's 2017. And I think one of the important things during this time is that, you know, again, the Netflix series, I believe, came out in 2018 or 2019, kind of like looking at the 2018 season. And I believe this was kind of like more or less the last season that Charles drove for Alfa Romeo. And while, you know, I, I don't believe he really won any races or was able to get on podiums, I know that he still drove an impressive, you know, amount of races, which earned him ultimately the right and just an amazing achievement of becoming the Ferrari driver for 2019, ultimately 
replacing Kimi Raikkonen for the team. And so currently right now, as I mentioned, Charles is driving for Ferrari and started drive, started as a driver there back in 2019. I think this is also one of the most important times of his life when he was able to get his first wins in Belgium, then win in Monza, which I know for a fact is one of the greatest achievements he's had. I vividly remember watching that race, watching the highlights of it, and just being completely fascinated by it. I think he was maybe the first Ferrari driver to win there in a couple of years. And I think, again, just proving the amazing driver that he was, the amazing talent that he had, and just kind of like making the whole Tifosi fandom and support proud and just making also Ferrari proud. And so I think, you know, thinking thinking about all of this, thinking about Charles's career, his trajectory, his personal life and the challenges that he's overcome, I think it's important to note this again, just to kind of like exemplify the amazing kind of driver he is, you know, the talent that he brings to Ferrari. And even though I know that the last, I believe, three seasons, you know, from 2020 to 2021, including last season, has been very challenging with Ferrari. And I'll be sure to do an episode on that because I do believe that, you know, it deserves to be mentioned that, you know, while Ferrari is an amazing team and I and I know that they have an incredible reputation and I do believe that they still hold the record for a lot of, you know, most races win throughout Formula One. I know that they've sort of lost their mojo in the last couple of years. I, I believe that it's almost been like 15 years that they haven't really been able to win another championship. And I think that their hope is rekindled or I feel like most people place that faith of Ferrari actually going back to their success, going back to their achievement in Charles. But again, um, I feel like that's another episode by itself. So I think for right now, I'll just really go back to mentioning that I feel like, you know, looking at Charles's trajectory in his life, you know, look at, looking at the challenges that he's had to face and still the fact that he's been such an amazing driver in all categories up until now, Formula One, like still driving for Ferrari, I think once again proved the quality of driver he is and why I still believe that he's truly the strongest contender within Formula One. And so looking at where Charles is right now, once again, just mentioning the fact that he's at Ferrari and I think that for the first time in the season, he's the f the number one driver for Ferrari. But again, I really won't go too much into too much detail about that, mainly because as I mentioned, I feel... I feel that the Ferrari saga can be a whole episode by itself. I really just want to once again point out that, you know, looking at Charles's history, the amazing talent he's had, the success he's had, I think really points to the fact that, you know, there's a lot of hope for him. I feel like there's enormous amount of promise for Charles. And it's, you know, that kind of promise, that kind of ability and skills and strength that for me is really what pushes me to once again so strongly support him and still cheer him on to finally and hopefully soon win the World's Driver Championship. And so with that being said, I think that, you know, for today, I'll just be wrapping up this episode. I do want to mention that, you know, most of the information that I share with you is stuff that I've learned myself through watching tons of YouTube videos. Also just, you know, looking at some and reading at some of the bios for Charles. You know, if there's, if you would like to learn more about his, about Charles's history, you know, kind of like get some of the facts straight that I'm, that I might be a bit confused on definitely tons of websites there you can go and learn more about him but i think for me really i just wanted to once again really roughly mention where where charles is currently how he managed to become one of ferrari's drivers and yeah i think just again mention the promise that i find in him in being 
the amazing driver and the support that I have for him. So once again, thank you so much for joining the episode today. And the next one that I'll be doing is just a race review for the Belgium Grand Prix. Yeah.